So I'll start with a quote. Um, it's one of the quotes I have in Interior Designer. So let's start with this quote. We don't crave animal-based meats, dairy, and eggs, but we do crave fat, salt, flavor, texture, and familiarity. And why that is so powerful, especially for interior design, when we work on self, on ourself, is that for so many of us, we objectify our feelings. <clears throat> we feel that our cravings are attached to certain objects, if it's the meat or the dairy. And we don't realize that the actual craving that we have, the need and the yearning, is more for, like it's saying here, the salt, the, the fat, the flavor, the texture, and the, and the familiarity. And for so many of us, we, when we're trying to fix our problems in our life, so much of the time, we kind of try to go fix the, the bigger things, not realizing what exactly we actually need and want and why we keep going back to the things that might not be so healthy for us. And most of the time, it's because it's familiar. And when we want to create something comfortable and positive, we try to recreate it by something familiar, right? So, and something we can identify with. So for so many of us, we often search for the answers outside of ourselves. But what if the key to understanding and improving our lives lies within the principles of daily interior design by applying these basic elements of interior design to our personal lives, we can achieve more harmony and balance in our existence. And that's really the key because for so many of us, we want balance, we want harmony, and we want to exist. And we can't connect the mind and the body if we aren't in that space of, um, of harmony. So we're going to kind of tap a little bit into that. So just like a well-designed room where communication and flow are intuitive and, and they could achieve the same level of clarity and ease by organizing our lives rather than trying to solve life's problems with basic principles. So for a lot of us, when we're over communicating, it's already a sign that whatever we were trying to organize is not organized. And that was something that I learned from writing, that if I had to explain myself too much, uh, why this piece was good or not, that means it, there isn't good interior design. So like when somebody comes into our house and they're welcome, we usually don't have to kind of walk them through the home. Like they walk into a into the living room and it's almost like obvious, oh, sit down, like welcome, sit down. Do you want something to drink? And if they're feeling welcome, right? If there is something there, they will respond in kind, right? Some environments are more comfortable. Some environments aren't as comfortable. And it's interesting, 
As a kid, I had an experience where I went to a friend's house, and this friend's house was like super fun. Um, everybody wanted to go there. And it wasn't like nowadays where you can buy all this like DIY stuff um, and make all these crafts on your own. And happened to be that this friend's mother had some like DIY stuff available. Um, and it was really cool, you know, it was really cool to like be that person that had all this DIY stuff. And she asked, so, so I was there on a play date and she asked me if I wanted to make something. And I found myself saying no. And I, I really felt like I, I did, I really did want to, to do this craft. Um, like it was so cool. It was like one of the funnest thing, things to do. But then something within me just felt extremely uncomfortable in that environment. And I, I couldn't, and she's like, why not? Like she was so surprised because I don't think anyone's ever said no, but to it. And for me, I just, I don't know, something about me felt super uncomfortable in that scenario. And it, it was like one of those scenarios that always stuck with me. And I was like, why did I say no? Why did I say no? Something I wanted to do so badly. And I was like 10, you know? Um, and it stuck with me. And as I started to learn a little bit more about interior design, I began to understand that it it was the environment that I just didn't feel 100% comfortable in, which made me retract into myself. Because usually in other environments, I would engage. Like I was, I was, I was great to play with, basically. I loved adventure. So yeah, adventure was my thing. But uh, in that situation, I just felt like, yeah, I couldn't do it. And it partially was because of the, the space was, did not feel, it wasn't communicating that to me. So when we think about what our goal in life is, when we're trying to create an environment using the seven elements of interior design, the goal is to participate. The goal is we want to be a part of it. We want to exist. We want to find balance. For so many of us, we and a lot of us, and you hear you hear this a lot nowadays, where people build lives for themselves, and I'm guilty of this too, where I thought money was going to achieve my goals if I'm popular enough or smart enough, or if I know enough, or if I'm compassionate enough, right? It's always this max of if if I have enough then I can participate and it's happened more than once where I reached that goal right where I reached that max only to realize that I was feeling alone and isolated in that space and I was like one second isn't this space supposed to like buy me company or connection and the answer is no the answer is no that if we want to participate in our own life, if we want to feel connected, right? And this is this has to do with our spirituality as well. It's when we're not feeling connected to ourself, it's really difficult to connect to a higher power as well or connect to the people around us. So it's really understanding the concept of connection before anything else. So to be able to participate genuinely there needs to be planning and preparation. And the planning and preparation are simple questions of how things communicate because we live we live in a society where there's a lot of like 
this self-expression where a lot of people are expressing themselves in an abstract manner where it's just like, I want to do what I want. I want to live the way I want to live. And that's great. There's always supposed to be room to play, 100%. But in the structure of life, there's math equations. That's why math is one of the most important pieces of, of our existence. And it kind of bleeds into when we talk about midos, right? Midos is, is it's a math, it's measuring, it's measurements, it's understanding, you know, how you get from point A to point B. Same with diet, same with fitness, same with relationship. It's all math. And part of the math is understanding and surrendering to the component that there are laws of nature. Um, and in certain areas, there aren't, there isn't room to get ab abstract. So there's a great rule where it says you gotta know the rules to break them. Before you get creative, you have to understand the purpose of these rules first. Planning and preparation ends up creating the sense of participation. It's almost like, you know, a GPS. If you're going on a long road trip, you kind of tap in the coordinates or the address, the, the map shows up, the directions there. And then what happens is you're able to relax into the journey and be like, okay, I don't have to worry at, at all times that I'm going to take the wrong turn because I know the road. I know where I'm going. This road, this road in the day to day is making sure that our nervous system, our mind and body are connected. Our spirituality is connected. And how do we do this? Simple. People call me all the time and want these magic answers. And I always say, eat, sleep, spiritual practice, and movement. And they're like, what? That's it? Yes, because when you've got those things on track, more often than not, it will say like 85% of the time, you will have the tools to deal with life and be able to participate in the experience. Because if our nervous system is not strong enough, when a situation comes up, what happens is we shut down. And that is so important to understand because it's not, oh, this situation is too overwhelming for me. Hashem puts situations in our life that we can handle. And again, they're not easy. And we need a lot of siyata tishmaya. And But the thing that we can do is make sure that we're built in a way where we can show up and actually participate in whatever is going on rather than shutting down, you know? So, so let's tap into just kind of going through a little bit of the steps in interior design um, to kind of get a little bit more clarity because we haven't brushed up on these in a while. So the first one is space. So it, our first element of interior design is space. So learning to understand and respect your emotional space. A lot of us don't take the time to understand our emotional space. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they are in a new relationship, which is so wonderful. And one thing I said was, because they were kind of trying to get the feeling of the barometer of how good and positive this is for them. And I said, have you been able to say no yet? Or have you said yes to everything? And she kind of stopped and she's like, you know, you're right. I haven't said no yet in the sense that her emotional boundaries haven't been tested yet because 
she wasn't in a position where she was aware of a space where she was like, no, this is my space, right? And we can't understand an environment until we've had a boundary challenged, right? How does the external environment react to the boundary? Take the time to know who you are. Get to know that space, what you're sensitive to, what you, de- what, what you desire to build. But we all have like a natural disposition. There are certain things that we, we, know, we, know, we know what we love. So that's just the emotional environment. Lines is like discovering the important, importance of boundaries and how to establish them effectively. So really going back to that space of what we say no to, what we say yes to, when we can understand the boundaries, what we need, right? Um, it makes a huge difference in life. And what happens from there is it, it kind of bleeds into the third element, which is form. And form is we use the boundaries to create the shapes and functionality that really create the fulfillment in life, right? So really form is function, right? So when we think of the form, right? If we, if we build a beautiful home, if it doesn't have a, let's say if it doesn't have a kitchen or a bathroom, it, ha- it, it has very little function to accommodate a human experience, right? Um, so it's very important to understand that when we're creating form, anything we're forming, any relationship we're going into, it has to have a function. There has to be a functional component. This could be with not only people, but with education or a learning experience or a shopping experience. A lot of people like going window shopping and then buying things that don't have functions, right? Um, I had to buy something the other day. I bought something from Amazon and I accidentally bought two. And I was like thinking like, can I, it's, it's like this really heavy thing. And I'm like, should I just keep it? And then I was like, it doesn't have a function in the sense that I only need one. I don't need two. Um, And I'm like trying to rack my brain of like, okay, but maybe right now I don't need two, but maybe I'll need two at some point. And I was like, I don't need two. send it back, you know? Um, It's just gonna create clutter. So the thing is, is taking the time to really understand the function because that then ends up really impacting the form. The next one is patterns. So pattern is developing the awareness of your habits and how they influence your well-being. So for a lot of us, some of us have really positive habits and, and, you know, I mean, all of us have positive habits and negative habits. Noticing what those habits are and if it helps your well-being. So for, for a lot of us, sometimes there'll be this like negative habit that we have. And if we stop to question ourselves and say, is, how is this affecting my well-being? Am I ready to let this go? Um, do I need support for it? Sometimes when we understand the impact it's making on our life, it is the difference between living a high-quality life and not living a high-quality life. The next one is texture. And that is recognizing the impact of the experiences and how they shape the current perspective. So going back to that, let's say there's a negative habit. If that habit begins to shape the way we see the world, right? So if somebody, let's say, hurt us and we are feeling sensitive, 
and then we go into the world believing that other people can hurt us. It, it literally impacts the way we are going to, going to see the world. Now, obviously, on a large scale, keep yourself safe. Understand the laws of like, you know, safety and stuff. But when we talk about like that basic principle of thinking that, oh, I can get hurt again. Oh, I can get hurt again. We're always searching or on, on kind of alert um, to be like, who's gonna hurt us next? And we have to ask ourselves like, is that helpful in our day-to-day -day practice? How does that like affect our underlying texture, right? So back to like what I started with, with the quote that um, when, we, when we started with uh, what we crave, going back to animal-based products, uh, the meat and dairy, we crave that fat, the salt, the flavored texture and familiarity. If we constantly are searching for like what's dangerous, that becomes what's familiar. We almost want to then taste the danger, right? Taste the hurt. And it's not helpful. So again, everything's a work in progress, but it's just paying attention to what are those patterns that might be affecting us and then how are they affecting us in the sense of the texture and that underlying perspective because it's it's then the way we see with our world the world we don't see with our eyes we see with our brain the brain sees so your brain kind of then will shift that perspective so the goal is to create more of a welcoming environment for ourselves where what we see we can see the good in things the next one is color color is understanding your role right the role you play in life and how it defines your purpose. So for a lot of us, we're not sure of our purpose in this world. Noticing that like the right color in a room, for example, it will define the room in itself. It brings the room together, right? So it kind of connects it. So taking a moment really to pay attention to what you believe your purpose is and are you in a space where that purpose helps you feel unified with your space or does it make you feel more excluded? And for a lot of us, we resist our purpose. We resist our highest potentials most of our life. And the way Hashem created the world is he constantly like forces us into stepping into our highest potential. And it kind of creates um, the sense of until we kind of completely surrender and we're like in a space where we're like, okay, I'm just going to step into it. A really simple one that happened like after, let's say, um, October 7th was a lot of people that their Jewish identity wasn't even a part of who they were, all of a sudden became so clear to them that they're like, this is such a big part of me. Like it was, and, and they kind of are forced to step into it for the first time. And it's life-changing when we see those elements that we push back and we have to ask ourselves what are those pieces and how, how are we avoiding allowing them to show up and bring color to the life we live right and it's usually unique it's it's unique and the struggle that we run into is how are other people going to respond but really it's there it has a huge goal and the last one is light so the last element um, of interior design is light uh, and light helps us gain insight into what becomes visible when 
the light turns on. And this is really, really important. For a lot of us, we, we are not connected to the light within ourselves. We don't even know what that looks like. It's a day-to-day practice. But it's those elements like Shabbos. It's what happens when the light turns out on. What happens when the Kedusha is at, at, it, it's at its peak? Where are we then? How do we engage with our experience? So take the time to kind of just, you know, connect with that. Now, when we're trying to create balance in our life, we have to understand that it's tough because in in the element of lines, there's a dynamic line. And dynamic lines are conflicting lines, right? Patterns that have conflicting components to it. But conflict is where the conversation begins. When we speak about lines, we need to know the direction we want to take. Sometimes conflict in other areas, like sometimes it conflicts with the other areas of our lives and the goals. That So it's really taking the time to notice that deep within you, if you can surrender to your deepest desires and your healthiest practices, sometimes it will conflict with other areas of your life. And what I always say is like, we have to separate the self-care component from the business and the family and, and all the thing, other things that we're building and understand that yes, certain things might conflict with that. But when it comes to self-care, we have to surrender to the space where we're like, I need to take time for myself. It might be conflicting, but I don't have to bring the, conf- the conflict into the self-care. Leave that kind of business, the boss cap off when you get into the self-care and completely surrender to taking the time to organize yourself. Because when we don't take that time to organize that personal self, then that ends up showing up as conflict in our in our day-to-day life. So as you move through this practice, you want to ask yourself a few questions. And these are crucial questions to ask. Um, What creates harmony in my body? What practice permits my mind and body to work together, which will help ignite the soul and the spirit? So for a a lot of times people say, like, what does that mean? So when when do we know that we are completely connected when or when the mind and body are connected when you're able to be at ease and you're also in your spiritual fluidity where you're able to flow in that space and you're able to there's a certain simcha simcha like a certain contentment that is available in that environment so as you move through this just take your time to get to know your flow thank you so much for joining this experience Um, The stuff that I shared today comes from my book, Interior Designer. If any of you are interested, feel free to pick up a copy, follow, like, share. Um, That's the only way we kind of get this this work around. Uh, We we have a newsletter available. I will put the link underneath. I will be posting weekly, and soon I will have some exclusive content for subscribers. Um, So yeah, follow the journey. Um, and thank you so much for joining us here today. Let yourself heal, heal.
easy to feel.